This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Once again, greet you all in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm sure that you're having a great time in God's presence. Amen. Amen. There's no, there's no denying that. And by the looks of it, you're all having a good time. Yes. Are you having a good time? Yes. His presence is so real to us. Say real. Yes. It's so real to us. You know, just through the time of prayer, just enjoying the, the word that came. Just enjoying the, how specific God is. And he speaks into your situation. Um, he, only he can do what he's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. I was uh, considering this scripture from 2nd Chronicles chapter 16, verses 7 to 9. It talks about, if you're reliant on the Lord, I'm not reading the scripture, I'm going to read the scripture, this is not the scripture. If you're reliant on the Lord, and if your heart is completely His, He'll show Himself real to you. He'll show Himself strong to you, amen, on your behalf. Let's read uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 7 to 9 together. At that time, Hanani, or Hanani, how you pronounce it, Hanani, the seer, came to Aza, the king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Aram and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the, the army of the king of Aram has escaped out of your hand. If you compromise with the enemy, very soon the enemy will be on your will be on your back. So this year, this prophet, the Lord sent this prophet to Asa, the king of Judah, and he said, because you have relied on the king of Aram and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore, the army of the king of Aram has escaped out of your hand. Then he goes on to remind Asa of an incident which took place. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubim, an immense army with many chariots and horsemen, you must remember some of those old enemies that God helped you overcome. When not the Ethiopians and the Lubim, an immense army with many, very many chariots and horsemen. Yet, because you relied on the Lord, He delivered them into your hand. Now, compromise is not your call. You're not called to compromise with the enemy. You're called to rely on God. You're called to rely on God, not on man. Goes on to say, this is, this is the assurance from God. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly, say strongly, Amen. he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Amen. The eyes of the Lord, Lord is moving to and fro throughout the whole earth that he may strongly support, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. If your heart is completely his this morning, his eyes are on you. To strongly support you. To act on your behalf. It goes on to say, you have acted foolishly in this. Say foolishly. The Bible uses it very, very generously. You have acted foolishly in this. Indeed, from now on, you will surely have wars. You will surely have wars. Because you trusted in man. You compromised with an enemy. God did not want you to compromise with the enemy. God wanted you to make a stand. And stand your ground. And trust in the Lord. Just like how he uh, overthrew the, the enemies before. Like the Ethiopians and the Lubim. An immense army with many chariots and horsemen. Just like how they were scattered. He would have scattered this army also. But you decide to compromise and seek his friendship. Hallelujah. You have acted foolishly. Say foolishly one more time. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. The fool says in his heart there is. The fool says in his heart there is. I've, you all know the scripture one more time. The fool says in, heart, in his heart there is. No God. And it, it is the walk of a fool 
to ignore God. It is the work of a fool to ignore God. It is the work of a fool to not seek the counsel of God. It is a fool's way to make decisions independent of God. You must never catch yourself making decisions without God, without seeking God's face. Never. Never. It is a fool's way to be rash and hasty. It is a fool's way to not open up the word and listen. If you're choosing not to listen to God's word, if you're not, if you're not choosing to open up God's word and seek the counsel, then that means you're acting. Say it loud. Foolishly. You have acted foolishly in this. From now you'll have many wars. Do not be foolish. Be wise. Build your life on the teachings of Christ. Build your life on what God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you today, right now. He wants you to know that you must build your life, make decisions based on what He's speaking to you. Make decisions based on what He's speaking to you. You might, be, you might be approaching a crossroad. You might be approaching a transition in your life. You might be approaching a, a season where you don't know what exactly to do next. Seek the heart of God. Seek the will of God. Seek His face. Get into His word. Ask Him to speak to you. He will speak. He will speak. He will not keep quiet. The Lord will not keep. The Lord will not keep. He will not keep mute. He will not stay mute. He will speak. Do not live anywhere you want. Never be found saying, speaking in your heart, there is no God. You know that every decision that you make without asking God, you're actually saying there is no God. That's right. A godless decision is a foolish decision. You know why? Because you're saying in your heart, there is no God. You didn't ask God. You didn't check with God. You didn't pray about it. You didn't get into the word. You didn't get into, your, into the word. And you made a decision without asking the Lord, without getting into the word. That's a godless decision. And that's a foolish decision. Today we heard it many times. Now we heard it many times. I'm amazed what some of the things that you all, you both shared this morning. I'm amazed. I'm amazed what God is speaking. It's like we all sat together and discussed these things. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 6. Let this be the theme verse of your, of your life. Of your, of your career. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. And there's no shortcut for this. There's no other way for this. You want to make your path straight? Acknowledge Him. We heard that. Acknowledge the might of God. I was stunned when you, when you spoke that word. Acknowledge the might of God. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on the arm of flesh. Don't lean on the arm of flesh. Lean on Him, the everlasting arms. Leaning on the everlasting arms. He will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Rely on Him. Trust in Him. Let's pray. Father, we are in your presence. We need to hear your voice this morning. You are speaking to us loud and clear. There is no denying your word. There is no denying your voice. There is no way we can ignore from your voice. Ignore your voice. There is no way we can hide from you what you are speaking to us, Lord. And we don't, want to do, we don't want to be doing that. We want to be in the center of your will, listening to you, speaking and communing with you, Lord. Receiving from you, receiving instruction from you. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. That's your promise to us. You will counsel us with your eye upon us. You will instruct us and teach us the way we, we must go. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to be in that place. Help us to be in that place. We don't want to fail. We don't want to fail. We want to trust in you. Failure is not our portion. It's not our portion. We want to receive from you. Words of eternal life. Release it over your people. Release it over your church this morning. Encourage us, Lord. Edify us, we pray. Correct us, align us with your thoughts. Your thoughts towards us, Lord, are great. How vast is the sum of them? Help us to align our thoughts to your thoughts. Help us to think like God, the mind of Christ. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We've been talking about sowing the seed and waiting for the harvest. We heard about it today also. Rest. Wait patiently on him. Rest. Do not fret. The Holy Spirit is speaking, impressing it upon our hearts. Do not fret. Do not fret. Do not, do not make haste. Do not hurry. Quieten yourself in the, in the, under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Quieten your soul. Be still and know that He is your God. We considered the, this question, what is a seed? We're talking about sowing and reaping. Sowing and going to sleep. And then reaping and repeating. We consider this question, what is the seed? What can be a seed that we can sow? And I told you last week that anything that God has given in your hands, anything that God has given in your hands, which is useful in the kingdom of God, is your seed. Whatever it is, you can call it by different names. Whatever it is, if God has given you that in your hands, and which is useful for the kingdom of God, that is your seed. You know, yesterday, I was reminded of the two of your teachers. Because somebody shared, a, uh, David was sharing with me a, a story of a friend of his, uh, you know, a Hindu boy who, who got saved because his teacher shared the gospel with him. In which class? In the 10th standard. There's much you can do. Your profession is a seed. You can lift up Jesus. You can speak about Jesus. You have authority. You have influence. You have sway over those minds can speak to them, correct them in love and show them the way everlasting. Oh, Sometimes I remember some of those old teachers that we never valued them. But how, what they spoke to you, what they, how they corrected you, and how they taught you, they taught you to pray and to sing. Every, every morning in our school we had a morning assembly. And we used to have this hymnal book called The Golden Bells. It's a fantastic hymnal to have. Every day will be a new hymn. Everybody, doesn't matter where you come from, what's your father's name, mother's name, doesn't matter. Whether you are from Kottam or Thiruvilla or Timbuktu, doesn't matter. If you're a part of the school, you have to come for assembly and you have to sing together, praising the Lord. I never knew that it had so much of impact. But now looking back, wow. Lives were touched. Countless lives were touched. Countless lives were touched because the Lord was worshipped every morning. We got to go to the school, same school last year, two, two years back. The same school, we got an opportunity to go and minister there. We see some of those old teachers. Praise God. Praise God. Now, whatever you have in your hand, which can impact a life in the kingdom of God is your seed. Now, I, I set you free. The Holy Spirit set you free from the wrong idea that a seed is always monetary. The seed can be monetary. Yes, money is one of those main seeds which you can sow in the kingdom. But sometimes we, we miss out on the fact that money is just one of those seeds. There are so, there are so many other different types and kinds of seeds. I, th I hope you all gave it your prayerful consideration. What is your seed? What are your seeds? I should do it in plural. What are your seeds? You know that baking is a seed. It can touch lives. Amen. Baking those cakes. Doing sound and, and uh, Zoom meetings and, and video editing. is a seed. You're touching lives. You're touching lives. Your time is a seed. Your talent is a seed. Your ability is a seed. Your willingness, say willingness. Your willingness is a seed. Your availability is a seed. Your availability is a seed. Your generosity is a seed. Your attitude is a seed. Think about that. Your attitude is a seed. I think as Christians, we need to really understand this about our attitude. Our attitude is a seed. Let this attitude be in you, which is also in Christ. 
So the Bible talks about our the Bible talks about our attitude. That's right. Let this attitude be in you, the same attitude of Christ. That our attitude is a seed that we can sow in the kingdom. You know, especially when we are given authority, when we are given some power, when we are given some limelight. You're allowed to be on stage. You're a musician. You get to play to so many people. Sadly, Christian musicians come across as the ones with, with the worst attitudes. Not all, all musicians. I said some Christian musicians come across as the ones with the worst attitude. Such arrogance. and You, you have to understand this wrong attitude is a wrong seed. That's not the seed that God wants you to sow. Wrong attitude is a... I tell your neighbor, wrong attitude is a wrong seed. Yeah. Wrong attitude is a wrong seed. It's a wrong seed. It's a wrong seed. Musicians, wrong attitude is a wrong seed. It's a wrong seed. Learned early. Don't wait till you're in a church. Don't wait till that. Learn it now. Learn it now. Never lose focus on the one who gave you the seed. Never lose focus on the one who gave you the seed. Don't forget the one who gave you the seed. He is the one who gives seed to the sower. Now how can we go around sowing without remembering who gave us the seed? That is impossible. That is ridiculous to sow the seed without remembering the one who gave you the seed. Therein lies the problem. Remember the one who gave you the seed. The one who is meek and lowly. Gentle and humble. Learn from me. That's what he said. We heard that on Friday about gentleness. Learn from me. For I'm lowly. For I'm meek. For I'm gentle. It is possible to get carried away when you're in the limelight. When you have, especially in this church, you have a lot of gadgets here. A lot of lights and a lot of smoke. Today the, the light engineer came to me and said, I don't know what's happening. I pressed the, the button and the smoke is not going away. It's just staying. It's unusual. So in the midst of all the smoke and the light and all, you can get carried away in the limelight. Don't get carried away in the limelight. Follow the light. Follow the light. The donkey was loosened by the disciples. How many of you remember the donkey, the colt that was loosened by the disciples? They went to this place, entered the, the city, and they saw a, a donkey which was tied on which no one has ever sat. On which no one has? One more time. On which? No one. Say no one. Say, say exclusive. Exclusive. Say exclusive. The Lord was very specific. Go and untie the, the exclusive donkey. Now the, they did not go, the, the, the disciples did not go there and say, uh, okay, we want your donkey. Uh, the, the, the traveling industry, the tourism industry has need of it. Is that what the, the disciples said? The tourism industry, the traveling industry has need of it. What was spoken? Later what was spoken? The disciples went inside the, the, the city. And they found this donkey tied and Jesus said, go and untie it and come and bring it. And he instructed them to say something to the owner of the donkey. The answer is correct. The Lord has need of it. One more time. One more time. One more time. The Lord has need of it. Can the Lord has need of you, Can you, you, you think you are because of your short stage, nobody can see you. But you are tall in the kingdom of God. And the Lord has need for you. The Lord has need for you. Those fingers were fixed on your muscles, the, on, on, your, on your hand. With a purpose. Because the Lord has need of it. Don't forget the one who gave you the seed. Fabian, don't forget. You are a nobody. Right? I know your story a little bit. The person sitting next to you also knows your story. The one you call Hanukkah Chajan. He knows your story. I know a little bit of your story. And God made you a somebody. Because the Lord has need. The Lord has need of you. Never forget it. Never forget it. 
Never forget it. The Lord has need of those fingers. The Lord has need of the, that musical genius in you. The Lord, he put it there. He put it there. You all know your story. I don't need to remind you of your story. Do I need to? My beloved Rama. I don't need to remind you of your story. The Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you. You are not cut out for the industry. You are called into this ministry. It's not the industry that, that's attracting you. It's the ministry of the Lord. The ministry of the Lord. So you have to change your perspective. Change your perspective. Do not be corrupted. Do not be corrupted by the lies of the world. Do not be corrupted. We heard about what will happen. You will search for the wicked man and you will not find his place. Do not fret when the evildoers. But they are having so much of limelight. They are having so much of followers. They are having gigs every day. Do not fret. Do not fret. Relax. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of the wicked. If you have one gig a week and that's all that you get. But it's to serve the Lord. It's to glorify his name. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. We need to be, we need to be repentant. Say repentant. Now we must ask the Lord, Lord, sorry, sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for things like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for things like that. Forgive me. I receive your forgiveness. I'm sorry for things like the world. Do not be corrupted by the lies of the enemy. Give unto the Lord what is due unto him. Do not withhold your seed from the one who gave you the seed. Your prayer is a... I want to ask you, how many of you prayed this morning? Your prayer is a... Your teaching is a seed. Your teaching is a seed, man of God. It's a seed. Your teaching will speak for you. Your worship is a seed. Then we also consider the anytime seed, the seed in your, the seed in your, say it, the seed in your, the seed in your mouth, the seed of your word, the word that is in your mouth is a seed. You speak the right words, you release the right words in line with God's word, it is a seed. And it will not perish. The imperishable seed, the incorruptible seed. That's right. Which God himself has sown into your lives. The word of God. Now we consider two important scriptures in, the, in this context. I want to read those two scriptures. James chapter 3 verses 9 to 12. With it we bless our Lord and Father. And with it we curse men. Who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. As a fountain sent out from the same opening, both fresh and bitter water, can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or, an oli or, a, or a wine produce figs? No, can salt water produce fresh? It's, it's an irony that the same mouth can release a blessing and a curse. It's an anomaly. It's not normal. It is not normal. It is not normal for you to sow the seeds which God has given you and sow the seeds the world is giving you. Are you getting this? It is not normal. Say not normal. It is it's abnormal. Say abnormal. Abnormal. It's abnormal behavior to sow different kinds of seeds which does not match that are contrary to each other. It's like sowing the, the seed that you want to harvest and sowing tares. Sowing tares among them. Nobody will do that. Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 to 9. Do not be deceived. God is not. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also. One more time. For whatever a man. Say whatever. Say whatever. Say whatever. A man sows, this he will also. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart 
in doing good let us not lose heart in being that way let us not lose heart in being that way don't be impatient wait on the lord wait patiently do not fret let us not lose heart in doing good it's look at this it's it's undeniable undeniable cannot deny this wait patiently do not lose heart do not fret rest be at ease do not be swayed do not lose heart in doing good for in due time we will reap if we do not grow i want to take your attention to another scripture you know another angle of looking at this topic of sowing and reaping and something in line with what was shared today is incredible hebrews chapter 6 hebrews chapter 6 you know some of you already are like if you know what is in that scripture in that passage in that chapter you're already feeling the heat hebrews chapter 6 is one chapter you want to avoid is one chapter you don't want to discuss about you're already feeling the heat i hope you know what that chapter talks about let's read from verses 7 and 8 and then i'll probably show you the context let me see but the script the verse that i want to look into the verses that i want to look into today is hebrews chapter 6 verses 7 and 8 for ground that drinks the rain which often falls on it and brings forth vegetation useful to those for whose sake it is also tilled receives a receives the blessing from god who receives the blessing from god who receives the blessing from god michael who receives the blessing from god according to the scripture can read it one more time who receives and who receives the blessing here say it loud the ground that's right the ground that drinks the rain which often say often is i think it's talking about kerala here the rain which often falls on it and brings forth vegetation useful to those who for whose sake it is also tilled receives a blessing from god the ground receives a blessing from god why if the ground produces herbs which are which are useful for the one who tilled the one who sowed but if it yields thorns and thistles say thorns and thistles i wanted to picture thorns and thistles thorns and thistles if it yields thorns and thistles it is worthless a worthless and close to being cursed and it ends up ends up being burned now this this verse is given in a very interesting context uh, we we'll look at the context a little while later let's look at that text one more time so the the subject of this verse is the the ground say ground one more time till now we were looking at um, you know us being the the sower that's right us being the sower so till now whatever illustration that i i presented before you was in the light of you being the sower sowing seeds into the kingdom but here you are not the sower you are the you are the ground similar to the parable of the sower talks about different types of ground so it's similar to that so the subject of this verse is the ground we are the ground which drinks up the rain often what's the rain when you when you hear the word rain what comes to your mind that's why it's a blessing there shall be showers of blessing this is the promise of love there shall be seasons refreshing sent from the savior above showers of blessing showers of blessing we need mercy drops round us are falling but for the showers we plead so rain is about blessing we have other songs mercy is falling is falling is falling mercy is falling like the sweet spring rain mercy is falling is falling all over me so we're talking about that which comes from god is grace is mercy is blessings so now this verse says the ground which drinks up the rain often talking about us we are the ground which drinks up 
the rain of his blessings often. Now show me a man who has not been blessed by God. It is impossible. The Bible says it is impossible to show such a person because he showers the rain on the unrighteous and the he, sun, he lets the sun shine on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. So here it talks about the ground which drinks up the rain often. But if it produces a vegetation, if it produces herbs which are, you, say useful, say useful. For whom? For the one who tilled, the one who sowed. Who is that? God is the sower. And he's the one who gives the shower. He's the one who sends the early rain and the, and the, the early rain and the, the early rain prepares the harvest. He's the one who, who gives you the rain. Often, say often. Now if you, if you can consider today, just today, how often you got blessed today? Just today. How often? You could come to church without getting branched. Now my wife was worried. She's asking me, how will we get out of the car? Because the rain was so heavy. Then she said, you might be thinking about the women who went up the, to see the tomb. Who will roll the stones away? <laughs> because I preached about it last year. I said, it's okay. We'll find a way. And by the time we reached exactly in front of us, Two meters, it was not so heavy rain. It was just a small drizzle. But on the road, it was heavy rain. The rain which comes often. Can say often. Stephen say often. Like Stephen. It rhymes with your name. Often. Say often. What is your ground producing? What is your ground producing? What are you producing? The ground of your life, what is it producing? Is it producing something useful for the one who tilled it? Is it producing something useful for the one who sowed? Or are you producing thorns and thistles? If the tilled ground brings forth vegetation useful to the one who tilled it, in response to the rain from above, the ground is blessed by God. Can I have the scripture one more time? Joshua. That scripture, same scripture. For the ground that drinks the rain which often falls on it and brings forth vegetation useful to those who seek, it is also tilled, receives a blessing from God. But, say but. Say but. In the Bible, even in the New Testament, talks about a lot of these. But, if it yields... So this ground which receives the rain often, this ground which is drenched up, drinks up the blessings of God often. Think about it. I'm talking about you. This ground which drinks up the blessings of God often. If this ground is not producing the vegetation which the, the, the sower intended, but instead it's producing thistles and thorns, then it says, it is worthless. It is rejected. Some version says rejected. I think the NKJV says rejected. But a closer translation would, be, would mean worthless. Unapproved. Unapproved. If you're producing thorns and thistles, unapproved. There's, there's no escaping the scripture. If, if the ground is producing thorns and thistles, unapproved. Worthless. Rejected by God. Goes on to say, close to being cursed. The kindness of God. The kindness of God. He can put it there, being, it's cursed. Worthless and cursed. But he put it like this. It is worthless and close to being cursed. Close to being cursed. Almost cursed. You know why? That's the kindness of God. The kindness of God. Now you might wonder, you know why people who, who bring forth thorns and thistles, why are they still around? 
I'm talking about believers who are blessed, received from God. By the way, this chapter is about that. Those who have tasted of the heavenly gift. Those who have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. Those who have tasted the word of God and the power of the ages. The same chapter, you can read the, the previous verses. It goes on to say, it is impossible. It is impossible to renew such a one back to repentance. This is the dread of every preacher man. The dread of every Bible teacher. The number of times I've avoided preaching on this. Because it is, it is too much to preach about. It's too difficult. But I realized something there. It says impossible. Say impossible. So it, so it is talking about that category of people whom we call believers. Say we call believers. Now we are the ones who call everyone a believer. If they come to church, he's a, he's a born again believer. If he lifts up his hands and worships God, he's a, who said? That's how, that's how we classify. If we place in the band, he's a, if he's a worship leader, he's a, if he's a pastor, he's a, God looks at the heart. The heart. He knows the one upon whom this seal remains. That's what the Bible says. He knows the ones upon whom this mark remains. But for us, everyone who comes to judge is a, you know, because of which, you know, what's the problem here? If somebody falls away from the faith, we will not even recognize it. If somebody that we know falls away from the faith, we will not even recognize it. For, because for us, he's making his prayers. He still says hallelujah. If somebody stops coming to church, we will help them find the right excuses. Help them with excuses. But in the eyes of God, things are different. It might be that they are falling away. Huh? That's right. We will know them by their fruit. God, the God that we serve, okay, we can see them, their outward, external appearance and their mannerisms and their body language, their gestures. We can read all of those things. But God sees the heart. Not only that, we know their past, but God knows the end from the beginning. That's the God that we serve. He knows the end from the beginning. He's got words of eternal life. It is impossible if they fall away to renew them back to repentance. And I realize something here. And we don't like this usage. It is impossible. We don't like it. But that's what the Bible says. It says impossible. But I'll tell you something. Impossible for us. Impossible for us. No human institution on earth can renew such a person back to repentance. That's why I've realized something. If people are falling away, you tried your best to reach out and to minister and to pull them back. If it does not work, what you should do? Realize the scripture. It is impossible. To renew them back to repentance. Meaning, it is impossible for you. Now leave it to God. Because what that which is impossible with man is still possible with God. Still possible with God. And by the way, when we read that in, uh, in the Gospels, the rich young man came to Jesus. Jesus said, sell all your possessions and give it to the poor. And then follow me. He was so grieved. He couldn't handle it. He went this way. And then Jesus said, it is easier for the, the camel to enter the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter. Then the people are like, okay, then who, is, who, can be, who can be saved? Then who can be saved? What did Jesus say? That it is impossible with man. It is possible with God. Salvation is not man's game. It is not man's league. It is not about your wisdom, your smartness. It's not about your, your efforts. Now, sometimes we say, I, I ministered and I brought him to the Lord. I brought her to the Lord. No, you were just a, a channel. Before the foundations of the world were laid, that person was seen by God. 
is the prudence of God that brought a person to the kingdom of God. It is impossible with man, but possible with God. Even when you read the scripture, you must leave that room. Just leave that room. It is impossible to renew such a person back to repentance. Impossible. That's right. I understand that. Don't take it to your heart. Don't take it. A, <coughs> don't be heavy upon yourself. Don't let it be heavy upon yourself. That person is, is going, is falling away. Know this, it is impossible for you. But what you can surely do is pray. Who knows? The mercy of God, the long suffering of God. We don't know. The sovereignty of God. So do, even if you give up on a person, advising a person and reaching out to a person, even if you give up on that, don't give up praying for a person. That's why you know, Paul even said, uh, I hand him over to Satan. It is impossible for me to renew him back to repentance. So I hand him over to Satan. Why? So that his flesh will be destroyed but his soul will be. I'm just giving God the room. I'm not going to handle this. I'm not going to handle this. I'm taking my covering off. I've tried my best. As a minister of God, I've tried my best. But I'm going to take my covering. Somehow. Somehow. That's why here we read, almost cursed. Almost cursed. That's a room of God's mercy, which nothing can fill. You cannot define it. Psalm 65, verses 9 to 10. I think these scriptures are all written about Kerala. Psalm 65 verses 9 to 10. You visit the earth and cause it to overflow. You greatly enrich it. The stream of God is full of water. You prepare the grain, for thus you prepare the earth. Look at that. He prepares the grain, his stream is full of water. He prepares the earth. You water its furrows abundantly. You settle its ridges. You soften it with showers. You bless its growth. This is how much we receive from the Lord. This is about you. Now if you're wondering, okay, that's about, I said it's about Kerala and you probably are thinking, okay, that's about the earth. It's about, it's about, it's about you. It's about you, Shaila. It's about, this scripture is about you. For the ground, that, no, sorry, you visit the earth. The Lord visits you and causes you to overflow. And he greatly enriches you. And the stream of God is full of water. He prepares the grain. He prepares you. He waters the furrows abundantly. He settles the ridges. He softens it with showers. He blesses your growth. Your growth. In the natural God causes the rain to fall on the earth. He greatly enriches the earth. That is his nature. In the spiritual, God rains his blessings upon you. Sometimes we need to just take stock of the blessings that you received. Take stock of the blessings that you received. Take stock. Count your many blessings. Count your many blessings. We drink up the blessings so fast. We drink up the blessings of God so fast. He often blesses us with, with his rain. He greatly enriches us, nourishes us to bring forth the yield which he expects. Now that's the problem here. He's expecting a certain yield. But what's the yield that you're producing? Are you the ground which has been enriched by God and now bearing herbs? Or are you the ground which drinks up the rain? Often, but bears thorns and thistles. One is rejected. The, the former one is blessed. The latter one is rejected. Unapproved. Say unapproved. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 15 and 16. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 15 and 16. So we heard about what will cause a person to be unapproved. Say unapproved. Say it loud. Say unapproved. So we just read that what will cause a person to be unapproved. Thorns and thistles in the ground will cause him to be unapproved. Almost cursed. Ready to be burned. That's what the Bible says. Now here, 
In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse, verse 15 and 16 says, Be diligent, say be diligent. To present yourself, to present yourself, say it loud, approved to God. So here is the remedy for the, the other, other dilemma. You want to escape the unapproval? Here is the remedy, be diligent, say be diligent. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed. Accurately handle the word of truth. Goes on to say the remedy. But avoid, say avoid. Say avoid. Tell your neighbor, avoid. There are things, tell your neighbor, there are things to avoid. There are things to avoid. There are things you must avoid. There are things you must avoid. There are things to avoid. Avoid worldly and empty chatter. Worldly and empty chatter. Avoid worldly and empty, empty chatter so that you will be approved of God. If you're diligent and if you can avoid worldly and empty chatter, you'll be approved of God. Otherwise, you're walking towards ungodliness. For it will lead to further ungodliness and the talk will spread like gangrene or cancer. The Bible even talks about the cause behind cancer. Bitterness. Bitterness. Unholy talk. Ungodly, worldly and empty chatter. Ungodliness. What you speak will spread like cancer. So the instruction is to be diligent. Tell your neighbor, be diligent. Tell him one more time. Tell her one more time. Be diligent. To be approved of God, you have to be diligent. Tell your neighbor. Be, to be approved of God, you have to be? You have to be diligent. You have to be diligent. And you have to avoid worldly and empty chatter. Otherwise, it is worthless and close to being cursed. Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open one, one more parable and then I'm going to close. There are some more things that I wanted to, but because you, okay, you might be wondering, why, what about the burning there? Ready to be? Burned up. Lake of fire? Lake of fire? Is it the lake of fire? What do you think? I want to know what you think. No, I think so. It's a lake of fire. But I don't want to define it as a lake of fire. Because the Bible also talks about some of the things that will be burned. Even amongst the believers. First Corinthians chapter 3. Before I go to the, the, the parable. Just for your... I'm just, I'm just helping you to think. Okay? Just helping you to think. First Corinthians chapter 3. Verses 11 to 15. For no man can lay a foundation... Other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with... So there's another fire. There's another fire. This is for the believer. For our work to be tested by the fire. And the fire itself will test... The quality, say quality. The fire will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains after the fire, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, look at this, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. You know, some of those people who read the scripture say, okay, no, it's not so, it's not so easy as you think. This is a warning, by the way. It's a warning. It's a, it's a terrible thing to the fallen hands of the living God. He's a consuming fire. And here it says, being a believer, your work will be tested. The quality of your work will be tested. You might somehow manage to be on the other side. But yet, as through Fire. So the other burned up, let's leave it to God. Let's leave it to God. 
Because I, like I said, impossible with us. Now why I'm telling you this? Because sometimes we brand people and say, they're gone. I'm just asking you to not do that. And just say, impossible for me, but possible for God. Even if you stop, even if you give up on advising and correcting and, and speaking to the person, continue to pray. God desires no man to be perish, no man to perish, but every man to be saved. One, one parable and I'm, I'm going to close. Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. Are you receiving something this morning? Are you receiving something this morning? Ben, are you receiving something this morning? Are you receiving something this morning? Paul, are you receiving something this morning? Benoit, are you receiving something this morning? Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. And he began telling this parable. See, he loves to speak in parables. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard. And he came looking for, looking for the tree, looking for the leaves, looking for flowers, looking for the? That's what Brother King just mentioned. You shall know them by their fruit. And man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, so this is, this is, this is owner of the vineyard and this is keeper of the vineyard. Two people, okay? He said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to them, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. Again, you see the mercy of God. Three years, no fruit. Three years, no fruit. The standard of the, the owner is, three years, no fruit, cut it down. But there's a vineyard keeper who interceded. A vineyard keeper who interceded and said, don't cut it down. Give it one more year. I'll put some... Fertilizer around it. I'll dig around it. Put some fertilizer. We'll see whether it'll bear some fruit. Now some of you are given time to bear some more fruit. Some of you are given time just to bear fruit. You didn't hear that. Some of you are given time to bear fruit in the kingdom. You're given time to bear fruit in the kingdom. You would have perished long ago. God's mercy that kept you. It's God's mercy that kept you. That you will bear some fruit. I'll bear some fruit. Now you read across these parables and you go like, okay, that's a parable. You teach children about these parables and you go to sleep. No, these parables are like on the face. It's on the face. It talks about the owner which, who planted a, a fig tree in his vineyard and he came looking for fruit on it. Now I'm seeing the, the image of God who came by to speak to Adam and Eve. The same image that I'm seeing. This owner came by seeking for what? Fruit. He didn't find any fruit. And he gave the command to the vineyard keeper, cut it down. But the vineyard keeper interceded and said, keep it. Let me furrow around it. Let me put some fertilizer. There's somebody advocating for you. There's somebody advocating for you. There's somebody interceding for you. He knows your weaknesses. He sympathizes with your weaknesses. He's interceding for you all the time. But don't belittle it. Don't take it for granted. This parable was spoken by the very person who was interceding for you. He's the vineyard keeper. Biding time from the owner of the vineyard on your behalf. Bear fruit. And this is the Father glorified, that you bear fruit. That you bear, say it, much 
that you bear much fruit a more excellent fruit that's right much means a more excellent fruit he'll come by looking for fruit he'll come by looking for fruit expecting the fruit it's it's it even defines a tree it was a a fig tree and the 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 scriptures that we read earlier can a fig tree produce what olives no so he wants what fruit on the fig tree figs the fruit that he expects not thorns and thistles made come forth in your life made come forth in your life he is putting the fertilizer he is sending the rain now you're drinking it up he is sending the rain he is sending he is putting the fertilizer that you bear much fruit bear much fruit in the kingdom bear much fruit and thus glorify your father in heaven let's give thanks father thank you for speaking to us so clearly this morning lord we desire to be in this place not bearing things which you don't want us to bear not thorns and thistles lord not briars not useless things things which you deem as worthless things which you consider as unapproved and rejected we want to bear that which brings a delight to you the things which you expect from us lord the herb we want to bring forth the herb the vegetation which you expect when you tilled on this ground of ours when you tilled and and sowed into our lives lord thank you father the long suffering of god you thank you what is impossible with man is possible with god it is impossible it is impossible to renew those to repentance who have fallen away not we know many people who fit that category in our understanding in our perspective we want to pray for them even if we give up speaking to them lord we want to pray for them give us that burden lord to pray help us to be a help us to be people after your own heart men and women after your own heart there's still time for mercy there is still time for mercy you you desire that no one should perish you desire for no one to fall away not even in our own lives lord help us to understand the gravity of these things that we read the gravity of these things that we are playing with fire that we are playing with fire almost 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 the mercy of god sustain us the grace of god watch over us the love of god overwhelm us thank you for loving us in spite of us thank you for biding us time giving us time thank you for the fertilizers thank you for the nourishment thank you for digging around enriching the 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 ridges the water with nourishment with nutrients we want to bear much fruit we want to bear much fruit for the glory of your name kingdom fruit not the worldly fruits which are stale and rotten inside but the fruits that remain the fruits which are delight to you help each one of us father come our souls into your hands father let your name be glorified in our lives let this teaching remain let this teaching stay with us let it expand our vision expand our thinking correct our thoughts correct our perspective clean up our ways wash us clean 
purge us. That we will be a, a workman who need not be ashamed, but a workman who is diligent, avoiding worldly chatter and empty chatter. Bearing fruit in season. The glory of your name. You blessed us with so much. You have blessed us with so much. We acknowledge who you are. We acknowledge the might of God. We acknowledge you in all our ways. We acknowledge the blessings of God. We acknowledge the rains that you have sent upon us. Thank you, Father, for loving us so dearly, taking good care of us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.